I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Well, how's it going, guys? Another episode of Behind the Gorilla, another week. Um, not a whole lot going on, uh, a couple of, couple of small things, but the only thing really going on is everything sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was, okay, brief, brief little detour. Um, you know, Mark and I are both from Atlanta. We're Georgia sports fans, went to the University of Georgia. So just send us good vibes because we're in mourning right please, now. Please, please. Anyway, I was, uh, I was at the game on Saturday, the Alabama game in downtown Atlanta, and I saw a friend of mine, and we were just kind of talking and catching up, and we hadn't seen each other a while, but we see each other on Twitter all the time, and he was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, it'll be fine, and if we lose, uh, you know, oh, well, right? And I said, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've got wrestling to watch, right? And then I stopped myself, <laughs> and I said, no, actually, even wrestling right now. There's nothing good on no, for me to watch it. There's not. And... Boy, it's <laughs> I had the the ripple effects from this week have been really funny because my buddy was over last night, and he he's a little bit more of a casual viewer than even we are, and he you know only really watches when I tell him like, hey, something big is going down, <laughs> you should tune in, and he was like, what happened on Monday night? Because everyone is just furious, <laughs> and it was we saw history. Know, like was, we saw history. That's what happened. Oh. Did we? We did. I oh, mean, I, I saw multiple, multiple tweets from apparently, I mean, from people that claim to have been watching the show since 93. And the universal, um, I guess, conclusion is that this was the worst episode of Raw of all time. It was, I, that was the headline that I saw, too. It was very funny to watch everyone kind of pile on like that. That's very satisfying. Like, even when wrestling is bad. <laughs> we all have fun just dunking on it together. It's true. We've got to find so our true. entertainment somehow, I guess. But see, here's the thing. I was trying to explain it to my friend, and bearing in mind, I haven't gone back and like watched every minute of it. Oh, I refused. I, like I watched. It, I watched one minute, yeah. and I saw Drake we, Maverick pee on Bobby Roode's robe, and I I turned it mm-hmm. off, and I was like, all right, that, yep. I'm good. As I'm done. Yep. But here's the thing, like it, that's really bad and like dumb, and it kind of buries the tag team division. And it's stupid and juvenile, but at the same time, like, that's a very Attitude Era kind of thing. Like, I can kind of see, it's stupid. No, this is a very Vince McMahon thing. Yes, yes, yes. It is, <laughs> I'm not saying it's good at all. I'm just saying this isn't, like, the only time something this dumb has happened. I think oh, what no. really killed it for everybody wasn't just this. It was that the rest of the show was so uninspired. Well, yeah. That, yeah, you it know, was just like, from top just, to bottom bad. It's just, like, the generic heel authority figures that aren't like I, I get that people's you know interest with a heel authority figure can kind of vary but it works when it's like Steph and Triple H and they're there every week and you're like these people are just the worst and I hate them but they're really good at what they do with Baron Corbin it's like I don't I don't even care enough to hate this guy no. like I, I just know he's boring yep and I don't care about him yep and that's how I feel about, like, every heel on the roster right now. And Pretty much. Spent, because they spent the last four years trying to elevate Roman Reigns, and now he's gone. Brock Lesnar has the title, and he's gone. It's just it's just three hours of mid-card. 
Yeah, yes, that's a great way to put it. It is three hours of mid-card. There is no main event going on because there's no title. And there's no good, it's not good mid-card. It's not like, oh, here's a really fire feud for the Intercontinental title. It's like, oh, Dean Ambrose is getting butt shots because Minneapolis has rabies, cheap heat, you get it? Like, it's just, even the stuff that should be really working, like that feud, it's just, so weak and i get that like this is the time of the year that wrestling really phones it in like even more so than the summer right but my word it's just that was what really got it and i think i was i was watching a i think it was Meltzer's podcast where they were recapping it and the guy was just breaking it down and he was like the first segment of the show is 35 minutes of baron corbin and at the end of the first 35 minutes of the show, he books himself into the main event. <laughs> so an hour of Raw, a third, one-third of Monday Night Raw is Baron Corbin. And <laughs> who asked for this? That's a winning combination <laughs> right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. That's amazing. It's amazing. It is. Well, SmackDown was pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, I skimmed through it the other day. I mean, the biggest thing was I, I saw it was cool that they did a Jeff Hardy 20-year celebration thing, which that I thought was, was awesome. Segment. I did see that. And then, of course, you just had Joe come out and do the stereotypical you're a drug addict, alcoholic thing. And it was just like, oh, well, that really put a damper on it because we haven't seen this 80,000 times before. Way well, to just you, totally like, water down that feud. See, you have, but I haven't. So I really liked it. I think Joe did a really good job. And I don't, I mean, it wasn't quite like the way Punk does. I, like everyone who fused with Jeff Hardy brings this up, I feel right. like. Right, it's too much. No, yeah, that's fair. But he wasn't doing it the way Punk does it, where he's like really arrogant because he doesn't drink or do drugs. He was just like, no, you're just weak, and I'm just going to break you in half. Like I was, I was into that. I don't, it won't be a good feud, I don't think. I don't think they have enough gas to make it interesting over a long period of time. But Joe needs to get a win, man. He's floundering. Over that's there. the only like, thing. That's the only good thing that can come out of it because they have totally yeah. just stripped Joe of everything over the past several months. So well, it's just because he's not—he's not scary anymore. You know, like he can still get, talk really well because they keep cool, they, but he, no, because they stri- they've stripped him of everything. He he always right. loses. That's why. Right, because he fought AJ Styles for five months and lost five matches and in tapped a row. out to half of them. It was ridiculous. It was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty sad. It was. I don't know, man. It's Daniel Bryan seems to be doing a good job. Uh, SmackDown got swept for nothing. They're Am not I bad for caring not absolutely nothing about Daniel Bryan right now? Am I wrong for that? Because I, I think find so, it so it, boring. Well, it's, like, it's like everything else on the show. Like we're not given a reason to care about any of this. I respect him because I, he, the 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 story is that he asked for the heel turn like he wanted to do it because he felt like what he was doing was stale and boring which is true anything to work with so i respect that he's going for something different and i think he might be able to make us care but like i still kind of want to cheer for him and he doesn't have a good feud with anybody who i want to cheer for more right so it's just going to be him coming out and talking and i'm like oh well that was you know that that was a well-delivered promo i suppose and you know we'll, we'll see what he does next like there's not a feud like it, nothing happening. Uh, right the now. problem with me and Daniel Bryan is because of his whole 2014, 2013, 14 run. I don't really buy him as a heel champion. See, I like him as this like 
I don't know what the like psychopath might be the word. Like he said yeah. something in his promo after the Brock Lesnar match, and he was talking about how you know as as the good guy basically that he was weak and he needed Brock Lesnar to beat that weakness out of him. And it seems like he's like he'll cheat to win and stuff, but he's not going to be this. I don't know, cowardly heel, he's just insane now. You right. know, like he's going to go at 110 miles an hour and, and really make it work. And I don't and buy it. Take way more punishment. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll work if he has someone else to go against. I buy does. him I buy him as an annoying heel champion because he yeah. did a great job as that back before, you know, his whole face push happened back in like 20, like 12 or whenever it was. When he yeah. was world heavyweight champion, I thought that was really good. And then I think he's really good as the underdog babyface champion because that's what made him. That's what got him over huge. He did that. Ama- he did such a good job as that role. But yeah. as like a mean heel champion, I just don't buy. I don't know. I don't. En- I don't really enjoy it. At least not yet. I mean, may- maybe it'll get better. I-, I don't know. I know. I mean, I mean, I love Daniel Bryan, but I just don't know if that's the right role for him. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's what he's best suited for, but I think it's literally just like he, he knows that they're not going to do any they're, they're just going to coast with him. Yeah, I'm just sad that AJ got so he, got tired cuz I miss AJ's champion already. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have like some sort of grassroots momentum from the fans and you don't capitalize on that yourself, then you're just you're screwed. Yeah. You know? Like they will be content to let you coast and keep selling T-shirts and saying the same catchphrases every day. And, like, and it just won't, they, you know. I feel like they did. They went the wrong direction with this AJ Bryan feud because this could be amazing. You have two of like the best workers in the whole company, yeah. you know, going against it, and they're going to put on killer matches because they have before, and and you know, but it's just like this weird pseudo heel Daniel Bryan dynamic just doesn't really lead to that great of a conflict, at least in my opinion. Yeah. It's just AJ Styles slightly annoyed with Daniel Bryan, who's kind of a heel-ish guy. And so there's no drama yeah. there. Yeah. Like, they could no, have, they could have right. built way think, more drama than they did, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think kind of annoyed and slightly a heel sum up this program pretty well. And which that's, is really th- that's the problem. Disappointing. Yeah. It is what it is right now. Yeah. I don't know. Ronda Rousey's fighting Nia Jax at TLC, right? It'll be fun to watch her kill her. I don't know what else is going on. Yeah. I mean, not, not I, a lot. I they, literally I mean, they, don't know what other matches well, are at well, TLC. Well, they do. Really they're bad. doing the Becky Lynch, Ron, or, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte. and uh, Oscar triple threat. T- yeah, yeah, triple threat TLC match. And then they just decided to shoehorn Oscar into it, I guess, so she can take the pin. That's the only thing I can yep. think of. And Absolutely. so, but that should be a great match. I hope so. Together. I'm excited to actually watch that. I think it should be fun. I hope it is. So, yeah. I mean, and there's Depending a couple other things, going. but that's that's really the only things of note mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, dead time, boring. Just wait for the rumble. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and take that as my opportunity to segue into my topic for this week. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Of, we know, we got to do our weekly. Uh, when did you prepare for it? I, it doesn't. It was this morning. But I knew. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. No, no, no. Like, I knew coming into this week, I, I didn't have an idea. Like, in the past, I've said, oh, I think I know what I want to do next. And this week, I, 
I wasn't really sure. And I thought, well, maybe I'll text Mark and like ask him what's on his list, and I might take one of those. But normally something comes to me, so I hadn't done that yet. And um, I was telling you before we started working, I didn't, recording rather, I didn't get the chance to watch Raw this week, mercifully. I just, I had other stuff going on. I didn't get home until late. And I thought about, you know, watching it later the next day. And then while I was heading into work, I checked the, uh, I checked one of, you know, like the, the review sites that I check out to see what they think of Raw and how it is. And I see two headlines. One of them is Raw Recap and Reactions, Worst Ever. And the other one is an editorial that says that was the worst episode of Monday Night Raw I have ever seen. And the guy was literally like, I've been doing this job for a decade, and I kind of want to stop now. Like, that's how bad this was. (laughs) And I thought, wow, I wonder what the actual worst episode of Monday Night Raw is. And I didn't, like, this isn't going to be one just three-hour spectacular of garbage. And I think you, th- there is an argument to be made that it was this past one, and a lot of people, like we talked about, have made it. But I found myself, that was my light bulb moment. That was my inspiration. So I found myself in this Reddit thread where they're, they're going through what they think are the worst draws of all time, and that'll probably be a list that I go back to, just like the guest host era of Raw. And some of them were guest-hosted episodes, and some of them were actually pretty interesting. Like, there was one, I'm not going to do an episode about it, but in 2010, the Raw roster was in Europe for the European tour, and a volcano erupted in Iceland <laughs> and stranded yeah. half of the roster in Ireland. I forgot so about they that, had to yeah. record. They had to record Monday Night Raw. I'd never heard about this, but they basically staged, like, an impromptu SmackDown invasion because there were only, like, three raw people in the country, Mm -hmm. and they had to find a way to make it work. And even the guy who was talking about it was like, honestly, I don't blame it at all. Like, it's pretty interesting to watch, and it's not their fault, but, like, it's not a good or coherent episode of television, (laughs) because half of their actors were gone. Like, that makes sense. But there was another one that I stumbled upon, and I thought, yeah, yeah, no, this is definitely going to be it. And I'm shocked that it took us this long to to bring this person up, but I think it'll be good in terms of, you know, visibility and potential clickbait and all that kind of stuff. So (laughs) this is not, this episode of Monday Night Raw is not bad. Like I'll I'll get a little bit more into it in a second, but. So what you're saying is is you're lying to us when you said you were doing this on the worst episode of Raw ever. That's what it sounds like. I was inspired to find the worst episode of Raw ever. Which you clearly didn't do is much more tantalizing, and I think it might be the worst segment of <laughs> I think that might be the case. Ah. And we'll, we'll, we'll ask for listener mail at the end and see if there's some other contenders here. But of course, of course. This is at the very beginning of 2007. So you talk about wait for the rumble. This is right after, like, the real dead period of December. And they're just coming off the show that they don't do anymore, but they were running it the 6th of January. They call it New Year's Revolution, right? And the Monday Night Raw after that, we open up with a video package. This is January, I want to say, 7th, 2007, maybe the 6th. Very beginning of the year, first Raw of the year. And they're recapping with this pay-per-view that just happened. And it's the, the big feature of it is actually pretty cool. And it's, you know, it's the reformed DX taking on rated RKO. And it's this really brutal tag team match and rated RKO wins by DQ, and they keep their tag team titles. 
But Triple H and Shawn Michaels just destroy them. They get chairs and beat them up with the chairs, and Triple H props one of them on a table, and Shawn Michaels dives off, you know, the, the turnbuckle through the table, and they're just bleeding everywhere. And this is, you know, in 2007, so they're still showing you blood in the pay-per-view. Just absolutely brutal, right? And they limp off, and Rated RKO keeps the titles, but they're just dead. And you're like, wow, that was really intense. This is, this is going to be pretty cool. Let's see what happens next, right? And the music plays, and they cut to the crowd, and the pyro goes off, and JR says something along the lines of, yeah, you know, we're coming off of a really controversial and bloody pay-per-view last night at New Year's Revolution, and we're going to deal with the fallout from that tonight. And then Jerry the King Lawler says, yeah, and how about this? Also tonight, Mr. McMahon presents the match everyone in America wants to see, Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> live tonight. And I can, Woo. watching it and knowing that this was going to happen, I kind of still, you still feel like you're having a stroke a little bit. <laughs> because it's a handbrake turn from what is legitimately like an interesting wrestling angle into this. And it's, you know, like they frame it up like a, re- it's a picture of Donald Trump and it's literally, it's like his Twitter picture now. I think he's just had the same stock photo that he uses for himself, you know, smiling, and he's got his hair brushed the right way. And they found some picture of Rosie O'Donnell, and it's just it's like a paparazzi photo. She's sticking her tongue out and a little cross-eyed. And there's no explanation given. They, they advertised for it beforehand, apparently. But then they just dive right back. Like, they mention it for 20 seconds, and then we just move right on. And, oh, here comes John Cena, and he's going to cut a promo because – he, he beat Umaga last night at the pay-per-view, and it was a really hard fight, but he defended his title, and it's, it feels like a normal episode of Raw. <laughs> and I, it made me think a little bit about, you know, what we were saying about this week. Like, it's the same thing. It, it's never changed. Like, the babyface comes out, and he cuts a promo, and, oh, it was really hard last night, but I kept the title, and, hey, what do you say, city we're in? How about I give this guy a rematch tonight? And the crowd goes, Yay! And then the heel authority figure, who in this case is Jonathan Coachman, comes out and he says, no, John Cena, you're not going to have a match tonight. And they all go, boo. He says, in fact, I gave Umaga the night off, but you'll fight a different heel. You'll fight the great Kali. And the crowd goes, there's no reaction because they don't care. (laughs) Right. Nobody has ever cared about the great Kali in the history of the world. No. Well, this is a little bit of a digression, but, you know, Coachman gives this big announcement. He's like, yeah, you know, the, the, the New Year's here, and that means contracts have expired, and I just picked up someone from SmackDown. And he comes out, and the crowd is immediately just dead. They're like, oh, okay, here we go. This is going to happen. Like, the, you know, because the thing about the great Kali is you just look at him, and you're like, okay, well, this man can barely walk. So this isn't going to be a good match. And it's not, but that's another story. So that's, you know, the main event is booked now, right? And it's going to be Cena versus the great Kali. And, oh, well, you know, Rated RKO retained their titles last night, so they're going to have a victory celebration, even though Randy Orton is in a neck brace. Like, oh, that's super douchey heel thing to do. But also, okay, like, I'm into this. Like, DX is probably going to come out and kill him, right? So then we cut to backstage. And it's like you're having a stroke again. And Vince McMahon is there, and he's... He's fired up. He's purring at the camera, you know, and he's like, there, you know, he's talking about how there have been certain matches in this company that have changed 
sports entertainment forever. You know, you have Bruno Sammartino and his legendary championship reign. You have Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. And you have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. And tonight is no different. And he's talking about all the bickering is going to come to an end and it's all going to be settled tonight. Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell. It's happening live on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> you know, and he gets a look in his eye. Oh, yeah. And the, cam- and the camera fades to black and we just go back to a commercial. And again, you're just like, Hang on, what? Like, what did they... I don't know what they're fighting about. It doesn't matter. I don't think anybody at the time knew what they were fighting about. That also doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's the lowest on the priorities. Right. So, you know, it's just, it's like, I don't know. So anyway, I'm, this show goes on and, you know, there's another, there's a quick little match. Like Jeff Hardy comes out, defends the Intercontinental title. He was hurt last night at the pay-per-view, but he powers through, and it's a babyface win, and he retains the title, and the crowd pops. And then we go back backstage, and Vince is all excited because he's gotten, you know, he's had to negotiate really hard to get Rosie O'Donnell to appear on Raw. Why would she ever do that? And he's got everything laid out for her in her little suite backstage, and he's got everything laid out exactly the way she wants it to. And he looks up, and he says, Oh, Rosie, Rosie, come in, come in. It's good to see you. And a woman walks in, and she's a brunette, and she's kind of heavyset. It's not Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with Rosie O'Donnell and her body of work. I know she uh, she voiced the gorilla in the Tarzan movie that that's, Disney yeah, made. Yeah, that's true. That is the beginning and end of my knowledge about <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. That's probably for the better. Yes, yeah, probably. I it mean, is. Again, it doesn't... Anyway, this is not her. That's the point I'm making. It's just some... I assume some level of professional wrestler. You know, it's like the equivalent of a jobber right. that you bring in. But this isn't just for a match. This isn't like a one-off, oh, now she's already at the ring. She's backstage, and she's like, oh, yeah, well, did you get me everything that I asked for? And she's got this real thick, like, New York accent, you know, just really obnoxious, really gross. And Vince is like, oh, yeah, here, I got you right here. And he presents her with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake which apparently is what she wanted because the joke is that she's fat. Right. And I'm going to need you all to remember that because it comes up again later <laughs> in the night. And oh, she I'm starts sure. eating the ice cream cake whole, like with a fork, and Vince is like, oh, can I try some? And she kisses at him like Gollum, you know, and stabs him <laughs> with the fork or threatens to stab him with the fork. And it, it, it's not even like, I don't even know how to call it comedy because at least like, with Hornswoggle, you can understand that Vince McMahon thinks the joke is, okay, this man is small. And that's not funny, but you get how he could think it's funny, right? Like, this isn't even, this isn't even a joke. This is like, well, you're fighting with my friend Donald Trump, so I'm going to bring this caricature of you on and talk about how fat you are. And that's it. Like, that's the whole <laughs> bit. I don't know, so it fades to black, and we come back, and it's like, okay, we're back to, you know, this is normal episode of Monday Night Raw, and here's a women's match, and it's only four minutes long, because this is 2007, and nobody cared. It's a tag team match, so this is your women's segment for the show, right? Of course. It goes for about five minutes, if you count the entrances, and somebody takes the pin, and Mickie James is the champion at the time, and she's all distraught, and 
Oh, but now, but now, but now, here it is. Here's the moment we've all been waiting for as the 9 o'clock hour kicks off. Here she comes. Here comes Vince McMahon strutting to the ring. Because remember, this is the match. This isn't just Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell. This is Vince McMahon presents (laughs) Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell. Like, that's on the graphics. Just so Donald gets it wherever he's watching this on television, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Like, it's just Vince really putting himself over with this one. Right. Because he really thinks he's hit gold here. So he comes strutting out to the ring, and he he introduces this woman who's playing Rosie O'Donnell with something along the lines of, and weighing God only knows what. <laughs> uh, the the double-chinned diva from The View... Ah, I forget exactly what phrase he uses, <laughs> but it's something along the line. Oh, man. He, he references the fact that Rosie O'Donnell is a lesbian, basically. That's that's how it, it's, it's a little bit more colorful than that. You know, it's Hang like on, a you want, you me, lesbian. Do you want me to look it up? Please do, because to be totally honest with you, I had notes for this all written out, and my laptop died, and I didn't save them. So I had the quote, and I lost it. I actually was more prepared than I am now, but I now it's going to drive me nuts. So look it up and let me know when you find it. But Rosie O'Donnell starts making her way to the ring, and the music, I thought about trying to play it, but it's impossible because JR is talking over it. Just, like, imagine if a tuba was playing, like, <laughs> a fart over and over again. Like, it's just some sort of, if you've seen, you know, that, that clip from Family Guy where Stewie follows fat people. Yeah, with yeah, tuba? I, love, I love that. That's what this is. Like, it's that. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I, uh, I think I found it. WWE, please don't block our podcast. Introducing at a weight of God only knows how much. <laughs> Here is the double chin diva from The View. Here in all her lesbianic fury, Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell. That was it. Lesbianic fury. That's the first for Monday Night Raw, I can virtually assure you. <laughs> JR's the best. JR is amazing. A left leaning lesbian. <laughs> double chin diva. I'm really glad you were able to find this clip. Looks like uh, Rosie has woke up for this contest. Just so anyone doesn't know, th- knows, this is definitely not Rosie O'Donnell. No, it's absolutely not. And this is amazing because it's JR. Like, poor JR. Again, he's selling it like death. Like, he's so into it with this music playing and that announcement. I'm really glad you were able to find this clip because (laughs) it it captures the moment better than I ever could. The combination of the phrase lesbianic fury and that tuba music and then JR repeating lesbianic fury is just... It's something special. You can't do that justice. You have to hear that for yourself. Why? goodness so she makes her way to the ring and mark you can see it in the video and everyone absolutely needs to go watch this (laughs) so we can suffer together (laughs) and she's taunting the crowd and she's waving and it's one of those things where you can tell she's 
clearly exaggerating how fat she is, just in like her mannerisms that she was right. like, chewing and pouting and like just really trying to be as gross as possible, makes her way to the ring and she's like taunting the crowd. And then Vince goes on to say, and now my personal friend and a fellow billionaire, and he, he doesn't have any lines as good as Lesbianic Fury. <laughs> that, 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 he, he, uh, he reached the pinnacle with that one. He did. He certainly did. Well, you, you just know, you just know that like he had used that phrase with Donald Trump in the past <laughs> and thought, oh, he's going to love this. And that's why he did it. But that's, that's another story. Because that's a very course, strong like, possibility. It, it becomes abundantly clear if it isn't already. And if you're listening, you probably know this, but like Vince McMahon and Donald Trump are actually friends. Right. They do have a yeah. lot in common. It, it, it constantly, I constantly forget about it because, you know, I, I work, I work at this radio station here. And so during the days I do like a two hour, like news sports type live show with stuff like that, where you're just kind of reading mm-hmm. off stories and whatever. And there was one because Linda McMahon had made a stop in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for some small huh. business something. Yeah. Like she's touring around doing some small business stuff or whatever. Cause she's like on his cabinet. Like, yeah. and, and for a second I was like, Oh yeah, Linda McMahon is, is on the president's cabinet. <laughs> yeah. They're friends. That's weird. <laughs> I know. It just blew my mind. I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> oh man. So, the announcement is much more favorable, right? And like the whole joke, obviously. Here's Donald Trump. That he's just, yeah, he's just doing this as a joke for. <laughs> Mr. Trump is uh, in his uh, traditional grip power tie. Hey, Rosie still has her watch on. That's much more favorable music. Yeah, no, the, it, it's kind of like Diet Shane McMahon's music. Yeah, like a little bit. upbeat, and they're singing about money. And the same way Rosie O'Donnell is just some other overweight woman, this, this is just a guy with big fake hair. He's not it's even, actually, like, name, big enough. Like, he's, like, tiny. No, 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 no. Well, he is actually... <laughs> well, he, This is a guy, and I did a little bit of research on him. This is a, an actual... You know, they're both workers. This is an actual right. wrestler named Ace Steel who was brought in to do this again, the same way you might bring in a jobber to do something else, but he's, he's well known mostly on the Indies. He trained. Yeah. 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 I've heard of him. Including CM Punk. Like, and he's just got this giant helmet of like spray painted (laughs) hair and he's wearing Mark. You can see it, but you know, he's wearing the suit and the red tie. Oh yeah. Like all the pictures you've seen of Donald Trump. And he's, it's clearly a parody, but it's like, you know, the way you see caricatures that are flattering and caricatures that are unflattering. This one is definitely flattering, and he's, you know, kind of strutting to the ring, and he's making, kind of, like, they're not good Donald Trump faces, but, you know, he, he's trying to make them. Anyway, he makes his way on down to the ring, and the crowd, this is the weirdest part about this to me, because we're listening to this, and it's more abundant if you watch it or if you read anything about it. People are like, this is one of the dumbest things <laughs> that has ever happened to wrestling, Right. Like, there were some great quotes about it that I lost, unfortunately, because I lost my notes before we started recording. But just go read about it, and it's just really fun to watch people talk about it. Like, in that Reddit thread, when I found this, people were literally like, I just, I I was sick to my stomach, and that was the first time I ever questioned. So, hang on. I just left this just kind of on, and so it's just playing right now. Rosie O'Donnell is leaving the ring and going to eat more cake. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, hang on, pause it for a second, because I just want to set this scene. Because you might have missed it, or it was during Rosie O'Donnell's entrance or something. But anyway, I, I, they clearly advertised for this beforehand, because people brought signs. Somebody in the crowd yeah. has a sign that says, I paid to see Donald versus Rosie. <laughs> and I just, like, I respect it, because that was like, that's a calculated move. Like, oh, you yeah. knew that would get him on TV. Oh, yeah. All I'll, ne- I'll never bash anybody for doing anything ridiculous and getting on TV at any sports, any event, or anything. Yeah. You can think, oh, that guy's such an idiot, or that guy looks ridiculous. It's like, no, 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 no. He got on TV. It worked. <laughs> it, it worked. worked. So I, I respect it. And there was another one that was actually genuinely funny, and I cut to him during Rosie O'Donnell's entrance. And he's got a sign that says, Rosie fears Jenny Craig. And, you know, like the diet <laughs> program. <laughs> And that was really good. Like, the terrible angle aside, that would just work as a wrestling side. Yeah, that's clever. So that was pretty great. But the crowd, those two signs aside, the crowd is clearly not into this. We've already had these long, drawn-out entrances. And, like, Vince McMahon got a pop, because he always does. But as Rosie makes her way to the ring, she's getting booed. And then as Donald makes his way to the ring, he's getting indifference. And then finally... The match is about to start, and the ref is explaining the rules, which makes sense because this is Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> they don't know right? what's and going on. Never wrestled before, <laughs> so he's like, "You got to stay in the ring. You got to make it back to the ring by the ten count. You got to stop doing illegal stuff by the five count, and no hair pulling." Donald Trump is like, "Yeah, no hair pulling because I've got a five hundred dollar haircut," and like that's a bad <laughs> Donald Trump impression. But that is about what it sounds like. Like it's not. This isn't even. This isn't Alec Baldwin. You know, right, right. He's not brought here for his acting abilities, and they kind of the bell rings and they start to circle each other. And yeah, there's no. I know you see it, Mark. If y'all y'all haven't pulled this up yet, there's no wrestling gear involved. <laughs> you know, the woman playing Rosie o- O'Donnell is just wearing like a tracksuit. And Vince and, no, and she's, Donald Trump. She's not even wearing a tracksuit. She's just wearing like a button down, like a button down like shirt. Nice, like yeah, like. And, <laughs> But, you know, it's a little sloppy looking. And Donald Trump is wearing this big suit with a red tie. And the bell rings and they start to circle each other. And the crowd is cranky is the best way I can describe it. (laughs) And then, and this is what Mark was just pointing out, before they ever touch each other, she says, wait, 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 and waddles out of the ring and walks over to the announce table where they placed her half-eaten Fudgy the Whale ice cream cake. And then she takes another big bite of it and steps back into the ring. And Jr. is trying to... (laughs) He calls this match... This is what I love about Jr. He's calling this match as seriously as he would call, like, Austin and Rock. Like, that's what he's... He's the utmost professional. He's like, well, I don't don't know if that'll affect her, because I never eat sugar during a broadcast. You know, we'll see. It's like, what is happening? He's the best. He's really he's bringing the hard hitting analysis, you know. He and he and Jerry the King Lawler. He's like, do you think that Donald Trump knows how to wrestle? <laughs> See, this is okay. This is why Jr. and Tony Schiavone are the best wrestling announcers of all time because they both were in companies that, at different times and in different ways, did just the most insane, mind numbing, ridiculous dumb things and every time are calling everything <laughs> like they would anything else 
Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Just and the it, amount of stuff that those two guys have had to see and sit through, it's un, it's insane. Yeah, it really is. And there was some other stuff involving JR, too, that I couldn't even get to, but that might be added on the list later, like other bad episodes <laughs> raw, but any just other right. stuff he's had to sit through. But So he's he's really digging into it. You know, like he can certainly afford the money to pay the best trainers in the world, but I don't know if that's going to translate. You know, like he's really <laughs> digging into it. And I don't know if it's him or Jerry, but one of them's like, yeah, I don't know if we'll see too many uh, collar and elbow tie-ups here. And this is, <laughs> I, I'm pretty proud of this. I don't even... This is the kind of qual. Not only is this a stupid segment, right? We've established that. This the quality of this match. I can literally take you through it blow by blow, and I have no notes. <laughs> That's how simple this match is. First of all, it gets off to a great start because what's the first thing they do? A collar and elbow tie <laughs> immediately. Not five seconds after that is said, they go, "Oh, here's a tie up." Announcer curse. It's amazing. <laughs> And Rosie O'Donnell rears back and throws Donald Trump to the ground. Because, again, if you remember before, she's fat, <laughs> and that's the joke. Right. So she's got, you know, they're like, oh, the sh- Rosie O'Donnell's just throwing Donald Trump around like he's nothing. You know, like, it's the, the strength. And he, Donald Trump is shaken up, and he, he gets back up, and they go for another tie-up, and she throws him to the ground again. And he kind of starts to get back up, and the crowd is still not, like, they're not revolting. This is not like Goldberg, Lesnar at WrestleMania 20 or anything. <laughs> but there's just murmuring going on. Like, you can just kind of tell, like, two or three people are trying to start chants, and they aren't clicking yet. And there's just this discontent is, is what I would put it at, right? And he goes for another tie-up. And then he, Donald Trump manages to get Rosie in a side headlock. Ooh, side headlock. Very fancy, right? And then... He drops her for a second, and he bounces off the ropes, and he goes for a takedown, like a shoulder tackle, and just bounces right off, falls flat on his back. Because, again, Rosie O'Donnell, she's fat. <laughs> now, I just want to say, that's again, I, I, I have this just playing <laughs> here, and I'm telling you, Donald Trump can take a bump. That's true. He, it's that's looking, true. He's, he's, he's making Rosie look good. He's, he's, he's looking pretty spry, isn't he's he? He's shining her up nice. It's almost like he's a trained wrestler. Like I know. That's the level it looks like. It, it yeah. kind of looks like it. He takes a and heck he, of a shoulder tackle. He gets back up, and he goes for it again. Same story. <laughs> you know, she's just the, the overwhelming size of Rosie O'Donnell is too much. And again, Jr. love Jr. He's like, oh, man, it's like he's running into a brick wall. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. And then he's, you know, Donald Trump is down, and he's winded, and Rosie O'Donnell chooses this moment to start imitating Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and she's doing the flexes, you know, and she's waving to the crowd. And the crowd really starts to boo at this point. And it's not because Rosie O'Donnell is good at getting heel heat. It's because the crowd realizes this is going to go on for a minute, isn't it? <laughs> this is still happening, and I'm angry about it. <laughs> right. Like it very quickly, and she goes on to mock Hulk Hogan. For a good like minute and a half, and at this point, this has already been as the women's match, the, the women's division appearance on this show was about five minutes long, including the entrances. <laughs> we're already at minute five of this segment, so we're already like not even counting all the backstage interviews beforehand, or the little 
clip before a commercial where we see Donald Trump getting his hair sprayed. Like, we've already eclipsed the entire women's division at this point. And the match is still going strong. So at some point, Donald Trump starts to rally, right? And he, he tries to... He tries to pick her up. He goes for like a scoop slam, and he gets her up, and she falls on top of him because she's just too heavy. Because she's... <sighs> you get course. it? Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. From a storytelling perspective, they clearly had a story in this match, and they're telling it. I mean, what does any good <laughs> heel do? They, they work to their advantage, right? right? And the valiant babyface Donald Trump is surely due for a comeback at any point. So she squishes him. She she falls right on top of him. The ref moves in for the pin. One, two, and Donald Trump kicks out at two. <laughs> and the crowd really starts to boo because they thought that would be the end of it, and it's not. This is still happening, and they are livid. And now, like, this is actually pretty interesting. Y'all watch this. I, I watched it on the network, and I watched a little bit of it on YouTube. And they say, like, anyone who talks about this will mention that you can hear the – there were TNA chants in the crowd. <laughs> That's how bad this segment was. Everyone was – but you can't hear them on the network, and I literally think they took them out. Like, <laughs> Probably. It, it never reaches a point of clarity, but so many people talk about it. It must be true. So if you dig around on other videos, you know, on YouTube or whatever, you can probably hear it better. To be fair. But this is the um, point where the crowd is just like, nope, 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 hate this. To nope. be fair, TNA was uh, was was great at that, that time period. Right. 2007 well, was solid. That's what they say. Yeah, 2007. That was when it was on, like an Honestly, actual, if, you know, take, if you take a full year, 2007 might be one of the worst years in the history of WWE if you really look at it from like top to bottom. And yeah. so, like, there's no question TNA was a way better product the year of 20, uh, 2007 than WWE was. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. And the crowd mm-hmm. knows it, too. And they're just... I, I think, like, some people were going to... Like, you know, a lot of people thought it was dumb, but some people were there to be into it, ironically. Like, they made the signs and stuff. And at this point, we are approaching 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes with entrances have been spent on this nonsense. And the funniest part about it, and you should really, again... Go watch it after this. Please Every go once watch in a while, it. it will cut back to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon, he's, you know, in his mind, he's looking really, you know, perturbed because his friend Donald Trump is, is on the losing end of this effort and will he pull it off. In reality, it looks like he's just watching the match like a fan. And he's just <laughs> like, what in the heck is this? <laughs> what is happening? That's the look on his face. Like, that's... It, it really works. Like it's it's him trying to be subtle, but it just screams like, "Is this stupid?" I think this is stupid. <laughs> so the crowd the, the crowd is revolting at this point. The match has been going on for about six minutes, which is five minutes longer than it should have. And Donald Trump makes his he, well. First of all, Rosie's got him in the corner. He turns around and he hits her with not a headbutt, as as Jerry helpfully points out. It's actually a hairbutt. <laughs> and he whacks her with his golden hair. Of course. And Jerry is like, oh, man, I don't know if it was his skull that did the damage or all that hair. <laughs> you know, and Rosie is knocked back. She's stunned. And Donald makes his way out of the ring and grabs the remnants of poor Fudgy the Whale, runs up to Rosie O'Donnell and 
smashes her in the face with a cake. Just pow, right in the kisser. You had to have that. Rosie, Rosie sells it like, like the kiss of death, flings herself back into the ring. One of her shoes comes off. <laughs> Donald makes his way back into the ring, stands on the second rope, and hits her with a flying hair butt. Which is probably the best part of this match because I respect that gimmick. And I wouldn't have hated to see more of that. That's the kind of silly nonsense that I hear for. And it's a great way to do a flying headbutt because there's no head contact because the pillowy hair hits it before right, he does. Right. Nails her with the flying hair butt. Falls on top of her. One, two, three, and we are mercifully done here. At ten minutes, twice as long as the women's match, which was the only coverage the women's division got all night, except for one segment where Rosie O'Donnell walked into their locker room, which is funny because she's a lesbian. (laughs) All for one terrible inside joke with Vince McMahon and Donald Trump. And the, the funny thing is, you know, I say... This isn't the worst episode of Raw ever because there there was a lot of interesting stuff going into it. Like the Jeff Hardy match is pretty simple and it's kind of nothing, but it's fun. It's this cool baby face. You know, he comes to the ring and he's trying to do all his entrance stuff and he can't because he's very visibly hampered by an injured back and he still goes through this really solid match and defends the IC title and wins. You know, and John Cena cuts a pretty good like Cena in his prime promo and has a match with the Great Khali in the main event and. DX has a segment with Rated RKO, and there was like a brutal match between the two of them the night before. Like, there's a lot of good stuff happening on this show. And the the one hour mark, you know, the nine o'clock hour, where you know you want a lot of people to tune in. Ten minutes of fake Donald Trump versus fake Rosie O'Donnell. It's twice as long as the women's match, including the entrances. It's almost three times as long as the main event. John Cena and the Great Khali's match lasts four minutes. Four minutes. And then Umaga's manager runs in and interferes, and the show's over. So, like, that's kind of a disappointing main event, but it got four minutes. It got less time than Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell for something that nobody cared about. Nobody. I think even in storyline, like, there's a great video. Brian Zane at Wrestling Regret has a good video on all of Donald Trump's time in the WWE, and he starts with this match. And and he says if this had been a one-off event, it would have just felt like you had a stroke and moved on. (laughs) But this is the impetus. (laughs) I I think he also described it, like I said, there's a lot of great quotes if you go read up about this match, but he described it as the dumbest, longest six minutes in wrestling, that match. Mm, There's a good argument. Yeah, there really is. And, like, this was the impetus, and this is where it gets kind of funny. This was kind of the impetus for the whole Battle of the Billionaires match. Right. At some point, Donald Trump showed up on Monday Night Raw. It was literally like, that was kind of stupid, wasn't it? And that was when he and Vince McMahon kind of started butting heads, and that's what led to their WrestleMania match, which is great. It is. That is one of my favorite sports entertainment matches. It's good stuff. Not wrestling matches, you know, but... Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. Umaga. In the hair versus hair match. WrestleMania 23. 23, yeah. And that was just like... That's silly wrestling at its absolute best. (laughs) This is silly wrestling at its absolute, like, mind-numbing, 
this is why I don't tell my friends I watch wrestling worse. Right, That's right. What, like, it's just terrible. And everyone watching knew it was terrible. And I feel like halfway through, Vince McMahon might have realized it was terrible. But also possibly not. It was like he took probably 15 to 20 minutes when you count all the backstage segments of a two-hour show. And he dedicated it to one inside joke that one other person would find funny. And to me, I, I get why that makes this so much more offensive than anything that happened like on this episode of Raw. We're like, yeah, Drake Maverick pissing on Bobby Roode's robe. That's stupid and dumb and condescending, and it buries the tag team divisions and all of this stuff. But it's not this. Like, the rest of the episode is just dumb, undercooked, generic heel authority stuff, but it's nothing this egregiously bad. It at least involves actual wrestlers. Right. Nobody, <laughs> nobody got out Vince McMahon just spent 15 minutes trying to put himself over, and all we have to show for it is the line, lesbianic fury, which is... <laughs> it's almost worth it, though. Just to hear that, well... <laughs> That's the thing. The segment aged horribly, believe it or not. They keep like, oh yeah, it's the it's the plucky billionaire versus the left leaning lesbian. Like they use that phrase about four times. <laughs> Whoo, man! So it's not only does it make Vince McMahon look like you know more of a tool in retrospect, but it's just there weren't even wrestlers involved. Like at least when dumb stuff happens, you're like, oh yeah, but you know the authors of pain retained their tag team titles. Nothing happened. This had no impact on anything. It just wasted everyone's time. Yeah, that's a great way to and describe it, it. It is legitimately one of the worst wrestling segments I've ever seen. I would agree. It's worth You have to go see it just because everyone needs to say that they've seen it. But I totally get it. Like The, one, the, the person who brought it up in this Reddit thread was like, this, this is the first time I ever really questioned why I do this. And I understand why. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Oh man. Yeah. That that, that that's about um that's about all I don't I, know what else to say. That's about yeah. all you can say on the subject. That's very true. Um yeah. Um and then uh one thing I did want to add though on, on a different on a different um subject I think. David Arquette got uh bashed by Jim Cornette recently. Oh, well, of course. Now, I haven't listened to the segment, so I need to do that. But apparently, it uh, was bashing his involvement in that death match. Um, well, of course. And, like, everything involved about it. Which, to be fair, does does warrant a little bit of uh, questioning. Just, you know, with everything that happened and, and the yeah. way it was handled. But, at the same time, nobody goes after our patron saint, David Arquette. And we're not we're not gonna let them get away with it. We're gonna call them out for it. So Jim Jim Cornette, screw you. David Arquette Watch is the back, best. Jim Cornette. We're and uh, yeah, you better you better be careful because we'll start bashing you on our podcast, and uh, then it'll really then you'll really be in trouble. And all of our dozen listeners will know who you are. <laughs> we're gonna put you on the map. We we are we are we're we're gonna oh, make man. you we're gonna make you infamous. That's what we're gonna do. Well, that's such a that is such a weird thing for him to comment on because I feel like David Arquette was very upfront about the fact that he, he was have done it in retrospect. Like what he, he was seems unnecessary. Yeah, I know it drives me nuts. Also, I'm going to shout out to uh, Headlocked Comics 
who uh, created an incredible, like, drawing, like, comic book drawing of David Arquette, which is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And it is amazing. Yeah, I saw him share that. It looks really cool. And it's a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. And is so it really? that is going to be my new favorite shirt in the world. Um, when when uh, when I get that in, and it'll That's it'll awesome. I, it'll be the greatest sandwich because it's a cover of the Marvel Secret Wars of right, Doctor right. Doom, which is my favorite comic storyline of all time, and oh, that's, wow, that's the best awesome. issue that. in that whole that whole twelve part series, at least in my opinion. And so it's just like perfect, like it's amazing. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. So big shout out to them for sure, and to David Arquette. And um, yeah. So I cannot wait though for uh, this Christmas break when I go back home and us to watch <laughs> Ready to Rumble. I still cannot wait for that. I'm, I've been looking forward to that for so long. All right, all right. I can't wait either. It'll be it'll be something. It'll be quality content for you guys. That's it, for sure. It will be. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for this this week's episode. Also, want to shout out to all of you guys who made our uh, la- or last week's episode our most listened to podcast in like six weeks. So nice, really. So that's good. That's good. Now, not by a lot. That doesn't mean anything. Well, but look, still. we don't need to. We don't need to get into this, here, <laughs> do we? But uh, it definitely was. So we definitely appreciate the any all the support that we've gotten from our handful of uh, people on Twitter that do like us. We love you guys for sure. And um, yeah, next week we'll be back with another ridiculous moment in wrestling history. I already have an idea of I think what I'm going to do. So um, it should be. It should be a lot of fun, and hmm, I don't know. You have anything else? Um, no, not really. As always, give us a rating. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, we'd rather you tell your friends if you like it. But like, if you hate listening to this every week, that's fine. Oh yeah, we accept that. Get on the bandwagon. Tell your friends. Hey, these guys really suck. But here's the more important thing: if you're going to give us a review, please do give us a review. But we just ask that you put a little bit of effort into it because anybody can just mindlessly critique something. We do that every week, right? Of course. <laughs> put a little bit more thought into it. And if, if, you, like, if you think this show sucks and you hate listening to it, which is a totally reasonable thing to do because we do that with wrestling every week, right? Just compare us to a match, Meltzer style. So if you think, well... These guys really suck. They don't prepare that well. Sometimes they lose their notes halfway through a show and just kind of have to improvise. <laughs> I work for WWE, and they take videos out of context without permission. This podcast is the fake Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> match. One star. Only one star because that's the lowest you can go. Well, that's fine. You know, we accept your one-star review, and we're open to constructive criticism, but just go ahead and break it down like that in terms yeah. of a match. Just... If you're going to rip on us or if you're going to praise us, just keep it wrestling related. Yes. That's all we ask. Yep, yep, definitely. Also, uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. It's at behind underscore gorilla. Get all the updates on on the podcast, on when they're coming out, topics we're doing, all that stuff. Also, our uh, thoughts on how terrible the wrestling business is at the moment, at least the WWE wrestling business mm-hmm. is at the moment. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll right. definitely be there. Um and all of our praises for uh, for David Arquette as well. I got a list of David Arquette movies. I'm gonna try and start watching ones that I haven't seen, <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. So uh, what else now? What else has he been in recently? I know you 
You uh, told me when he was in a bone tomahawk, you stumbled across him. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a bunch of. Which is uh, the best kind. Oh man, that surprised Everett Arquette was wonderful in bone tomahawk for sure. Uh, I mean, he's done a handful of stuff. It's mostly like indie stuff and uh, things yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm not really sure of a lot of the current things, but um, definitely, Man, definitely I'm, looking forward to getting into more David Arquette movies. That's for sure. I am excited just, about that'll that. That'll just we should we're just gonna make that an official segment at the end, like before the wrap. Yes, up and the great yes. Review. I'm gonna it's try and gonna watch a David Arquette, Arquette movie Arquette. each week, and then uh, we we could do that. We could we could pick a David Arquette movie to watch each week, and then do a little segment at the end of each podcast where oh, we just comment man. on it. I'm I don't down. know if I want to watch a whole Dave Arquette <laughs> movie every week. I'll be honest with you. I'll be like, hey, he tweeted this thing, and that was kind of funny. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll, 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 we'll think work of something. Out we'll think of something. But, uh, yeah, that's not a, we definitely need to do a weekly David Arquette update for sure. That, that needs to be a segment. We'll make it happen. Um, right. But, yeah, go ahead and follow us uh, at behind underscore gorilla. You can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So uh, make sure and do that if you want more of a personal thing with our twitter accounts um and then also i have another podcast the uncaped crusaders review if you like batman me and my friend ian go through and watch every single batman movie ever made and talk about the current state of batman and dc news as well this past week we did the batman versus dracula from 2009 animated movie and then next week we're getting in, into the nolan movie so i'm excited about that we're oh doing wow batman begins so that's gonna be sweet that's gonna be a lot of fun so you can follow I'll be you can follow that on Twitter, um, at Uncaped Review, as well for all the updates. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. Same same platforms as this one. You Go ahead, Harris. You were saying? I was just going to say, talking about that podcast, when you told me you were doing that, I thought, well, that's not going to last very long, is it? Because I forgot just how many animated Batman movies are out there. I was In my head, I was thinking about, you know, like the actual film canon. No. I'm talking about all animated movies. So many animated movies. And a lot of them are just. There's like nuts. 35, 36, 37, something like that around yeah. there of animated movies. So, yeah. yeah a it's, lot of good Batman stuff there. That sure. That's is, all I was going to say. Yep, definitely. So, that'll do it again. I, I swear I say that'll do it for this podcast like nine times in each wrap mm-hmm. up, but mm-hmm. this officially is the end of the podcast. So, thank you for listening. And again, this episode of the podcast, don't get your hopes up. We're coming back next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very true. We will be back next week for sure. But um, anyway, I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Have a great week. We'll talk to you guys next time.